we are recording episode 21 of A Dicey Experience. Hey, our episodes can drink now. I thought it was a halfway decent joke, but okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hear the cr- crickets loud and clear. <laughs> Wait, say it one more time. I hear the... Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Dicey Experience. My name is Jason Sketch, and I am the DM for this epic and wonderful campaign known as The Fates. As Lazy Man mentioned, this is episode 21, and our podcast is now old enough to drink. Man, sitting across from me at this table, though, I've got three lovely men. Right directly across from me, though, is Mr. Meerkat. Meerkat, what are you drinking, and who are you playing as tonight? I am drinking a Bloody Mary pickle beer. And I'm playing Lucas Finware. Lovely, lovely. Who's to your left? Uh, that is Lazy Man. Uh, hello, I am Lazy Man. I am playing Jean Lafayette, the Rogue Ranger. What are you drinking this evening? I'm drinking my own piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's a so, Survivor Man, right? Or Bear Grylls, one or the other? <laughs> Survivor Man. <laughs> it's a it's a meme from like the early 2000s, guys. <laughs> I, I was thinking Dodgeball. That was exactly what I was thinking. Dodgeball. <laughs> oh my gosh. If that doesn't date us, though, I don't know yeah. what will. <laughs> yeah. And last but certainly not least is Mr. Stolen, who's sitting to the right of Meerkat. What are you drinking, buddy? And who are you playing tonight? I'm drinking some of that melted snail butter. I heard it's a, a delicacy around here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I am playing Crucipan, the warlock turtle. Oh, Mr. Crew, would you mind telling us what happened last time on A Dicey Experience? Previously on The Fates. Some things happened. We had a tavern brawl. We drug Fleeska, or not Fleeska, we drug Drake out of the tavern while crew shot people in the face and Fleeska ran away. He bravely ran away. (laughs) 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 Then we made it back to the shore. Crew and Drake made it back to the string while Jean and Lucas went on a shopping spree and then into look for a shipwright. Lisco is informed to go let Sile know that John would be meeting her at King's Landing. Yeah, minor detail. 
major implications. John. Yes. The the wind brushes against your fur. The chills coming in, it's getting darker. You guys are about 15 minutes out from now what you guys can perceive is the large structure or the shipwrights area. There's a sign there with a title on it. It's long faded at this point. But you know the man that runs that place. What are your thoughts as you're beginning to think of your relationship with this gentleman? He... We go way back. But he's a much more serious, stern person than St. Marie. And... John can trust him to be fair. But... He can just be very severe, very hard, harsh. Um, and so John is, is hoping that he can get out of him what he needs and that Benfrick ben won't see it as John trying to take advantage of him or, or anything like that that might solely their relationship or prevent them from being able to do what they need to in order to repair their ship, get some crew members, and uh, head out. The structure before you is, as I mentioned, massive. When I'm talking massive, I'm, I'm talking like you're driving through Dallas-Fort Worth and you're looking at those large towers that are downtown. It's not something that a pirate can easily just climb up to the top of. You're going to have to be the size of a giant to even begin to push yourself over it. They are made of a very thick stone. And they're kind of dark, deep in color. The gates themselves are made of metal, which are very firm and sturdy. I'm tall enough for really any size creature to walk through. You know that one of one of your friend's parents was a giant, and it hasn't been a surprise for you in the past to see one of his parents potentially there, either helping to make repairs or just touching up the wall or, you know, in for a visit. But that's why you imagine those gates are that tall, is because giants have traversed on this island before. There's little knots um, that border the outside of the door, and there's no way to open it from the outside. You have to be on the inside to open it. Um, up on the wall, they, you do see some people traversing it, though you feel like even if you were to yell up at those people, they may not be able to hear what you're yelling. He intentionally does this because he doesn't want them distracted from the work. He wants them patrolling, not having conversation with random drunk pirates that happen to be passing by. You said he's a serious and stern man, and he's a very busy man. Behind you, you hear the, the huffing of Lucas as he's carrying this large, massive bag that he, he got. It's... Doesn't smell awful, but there's definitely a large fishy smell coming from behind you. 
The wind blows and pushes that fushy smell past Lucas right into your nostrils. What do you guys do? John is going to look up at the people up on the wall and he is going to cast Thaumaturgy and I'm going to make my voice boom three times louder than normal for the next minute and call up to the people on the wall and say, tell Ben Frick I've got a banana for two copper pieces if he's willing to buy it. You see an elf turn. He looks at you. <laughs> you know that elf. It's Starlight. She smiles. Waves, and then you see her jump down. Of course, the back side of the, the wall. As you begin to approach, you see the, the gates light up. Um, the torches around it begin to light. Um, this usually turns off way earlier in the evening, but it sounds like with your approach that uh, Starlight has told them at least to light up the door for you. What do you do, guys, when you guys get to the large um, metal structure? I'd imagine since there's no way to open it from the outside, we'll just kind of knock on the door. <clears throat> a little latch. You can be heard from the, the back side, and then you see it's a small slit. Open up, you can see the eyes of a, um, a sea elf. You don't recognize him. Hey, what do you want? I'll hold up my bunch of bananas and say I have a meeting with Benfric. Not often the master gets a meeting this late at night. Not often do the stars align. He looks up. I, I guess so. Come on in. He opens here the gate kind of. He needs some WD forty <laughs> bad. <laughs> Not often are the gates serviced. John says he walks through. <laughs> It's been a while since his mother's been around. How is she doing? Sick, I last I heard. She, um, caught the pox. Mm. Monkey, chicken, or pig? Swine, I think. Ah. Terrible. Yep. Been a while since we've gotten letter. Hopefully, we'll hear a word soon. He's he's getting worried. I imagine so. Who's this? Points at Lucas. Uh, chef. Uh, chef aboard my vessel. He's simply here by happenstance, uh, tagging along. 
I need to check his bag. Feel free. Just please don't ask how much he paid for its contents. Why? What's it? And he opens the bag. Oh! Oh! Closes it. Yep. You're good. Just as his eyes are closed, he starts to motion for them to close the gate as you guys walk in. It's a really neat area. <laughs> Definitely made of sand, but there's a lot of lumber around. Um, there's some ships that are on the land that you can see are being made repairs on land. Like they've got some sort of structure that kind of pulls them up there. There's different types of people in it. And you'd be surprised because generally you'd think, oh, they're just going to work during the day. But it looks like now he's he's got it to a point where he has a night crew and a day crew that come out and continue to repair the boats. Obviously, he wants to do well. Pirates don't mess with him um, because of the amount of work he does for them. And they pay whatever price he asks, no matter who they are, whether a cardinal or not, because they know that his work is going to be the best work. There's a, a large vat of like this wax that seems they seem to plaster on the sides of some of the boats. There's a there's different races, whether there's trolls to kobolds to humans to you look for a second, is that a necromancer? Yeah, it has to be. Those are definitely zombies working on a, a smaller boat on the far end over there. It's got a small little shrine um, in the center that is dedicated to his father. Who is who is passed at this point. So all he has left is his mom. The shrine is, is not very tall. Um, but big enough to keep a picture of his father, and there's always a lily in the structure. And is replaced every day by a halfling who makes sure that that always looks clean and perfect, that his, his whole job is to maintain that specific shrine. The cove itself is massive. It's, it's definitely a good chunk of the island itself. You can see where he's had to move his walls a couple of times as he's gained more money. But he does have a large and an epic operation going on here. Um, a, a, a Warforged um, approaches you. And he's kind of, you know, dressed in, in pirate garb with a bandana. He's got a towel over his right arm. Um, you know that he used to be the Warforged that would um, serve the drinks at the tavern. The last you heard it, it, it he'd kind of, you know, fallen apart. Looks like uh, repairs have been made to Trinklefoot of the Leaf. Good, good evening, Monsieur John. What would your bet, 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 bet? He is excited to see you tonight. Would you please follow me to his study? Of course, Trinklefoot. It's nice to see you back in working order. Yeah, 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 yes. It is good, 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 good to be in. Sir, 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 sir. Would you like a drink? I think I will be fine. This is my companion, Lucas. He, he bows, and as he bows, you hear. Uh, hello. 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 Well, welcome to my map, 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 map home. Follow me this way. Uh, y yes. This is this is your home. 
my mass ma mass 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 masters home. Oh. Okay. Follow me this 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 way. It's um as he begins to guide you, you realize you're kinda of heading to even a smaller town within Linguina. Um, there is a little shop there that people can buy, like food and items there. Um, it's like a little general shop, so it's got enough for whatever families are living on site, they can live there. Kind of like what we perceive um, here in America as a military base. Same kind of operation he has here. He, the people that work for him, he protects. So he provides a home for them and a place for them to live. Um, so there's definitely different little homes that are around the area. Um, ways for, for kind of food to be kind of brought in and brought back out so that he can continue to provide food for them. And then he's also got, um, you know, his large, is it a castle? Is it a mansion? Somewhere in between there at the far end um, of this small little town that the Warforge is guiding you to. An impressive little operation. As we're walking, John will just mention to Lucas, uh, Benfrick is can be a very severe man he's orderly analytical logical straight to the point as you can see he is quite a bit of power and he takes care of his family and while I've known him a long time I'm simply a known customer of his I have no special regard other than the amount of time that he has known me so we would do well to tread carefully in our negotiations with him. Uh, okay, I... Holly, you take the lead, John. Okay. Don't, don't be afraid to, to pop in if you have anything to say or, or any ideas. I just want you to have some idea of the personality of the man we're working with. Should we be uh, on guard or afraid something will happen? No, we will be safe here. Even from Saleh, uh, she would be insane to assault this place. But uh, we should certainly strive not to upset him or anyone here. Okay, I'll, I'll try my best. takes you into the large mansion or castle-like structure. You weave through the building until you reach a study. There's books all around, and they're organized and labeled. There's a bookshelf for cookbooks. There's a bookshelf for um, boat repair. There's a bookshelf for fiction novels. There's a bookshelf for wizard magic books. That they're organized by color and alphabetically put in order. There's a large red couch that is in the center of the room and on the far side is, is a, a desk with a red chair behind it. Um, there's a small little coffee table with a couple of little hors d'oeuvres and, and some coffee set out on the table. Um, as, you, as you sit down, a Trinklefoot does wipe the the table down um, as you've seen him do many of times in the tavern he he kind of stands up and stands up perfectly straight or as straight as he can the master will be here so, 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 soon 
and he walks out the door. Is there anybody else in the room? Nope, no one else right now. Just you two. I'll... Uh, and, and I'll put all the bags down on the ground. Oh, oh man, there's a heavy. I shouldn't have... I shouldn't have brought those on the way here. I should have done it on the way back. I... That's a, a good point. Good point. I might... Do I still have the bag of holding? Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, the one yeah, you have yeah, from the captain? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Lucas. I don't know why I didn't think of it before. Uh, w would you like to put that in, in the bag of holding? Oh. Oh, sure. I... Yeah, there's a lot. Hopefully it'll fit. Yes, my my most sincere apologies. I, I should have thought of that earlier. I'll, I, I'll take the bag from you and I'll start putting everything in there. So, uh, how do you know this person? Uh, Linguina was one of many stops on uh, on all of my, my journeys since even uh, a child and uh, Ben Frick is, is one of the best shipwrights that pr this world has probably ever seen and uh, so I've been since a very young age been coming to him for repairs to my family's ships and uh, just through our many years of working together we've formed again somewhat of a friendship uh, we aren't incredibly close or anything like that but uh, he's done a lot of very good work for me I've paid him handsomely for the work that he has done as he deserves um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a long-term customer. And you think he'll come with us? No, no, but, uh, as you saw, I mean, he has tons of, of workers, and I imagine that he will have perhaps one of his apprentices, or, or perhaps even a journeyman, if we can convince him, who will be willing to come along with us, and maybe a few other hands that he could spare that would be willing to join us and we'll have to pay him for sure but uh, we should be able to get help from him awesome I will say uh, I know you and Bull may not understand the tensions between myself and my aunt uh, Benfrick has no concerns or, or allegiances to either one of us. He knows me, he's worked with me, he knows Saleh's reputation and the madness that has come upon her lately, but her pirates bring in significant work and significant gold, so he certainly isn't going to turn against her for me. Nor would he turn against me for her, because we have a long-standing relationship Right. He's got to keep impartial to everybody so he can keep getting business. 
Exactly, and you can see the fortress he has built here. He has no need to take a part in any petty arguments. I'll just take a look around. Yes, it's very impressive. About that time, um, he'll walk into the room. He's bare-chested with brown pants on. Looks like you may have woken him up from his sleep. Um, his his beard is not shaved. Um, it looks like he does try to shave it regularly in the mornings. Um, he's bald on his head. His skin is a grayish color with um, white designs and a new freshly made tattoo on his back right shoulder. It appears to be the mark of his father. He, he looks at you all. He's standing up straight. He's kind of got his, his hand close to his, his chest and he motions with his right hand to um, sit down on the red couch. I move towards the couch and uh, um, just say, Benfrick, I, I apologize. I know it's late at night. You know I would never bother you this late unless it were a somewhat urgent matter. She must be very... She must be in more need than Fliska made point to in making repairs to her fleet. I already told him no, I don't have the time. She's a little desperate she's sending you this way, isn't she? Ah, uh, well, it has been a while since we have last seen each other, hasn't it? Much has transpired, and John will point to his new tattoo, and not all of it has been good. My many condolences, and I hear that your mother has come down with a swine pox. Have you gotten word from her as to how she's doing? No. Last I heard from the doctors is it will take it will take some time. Well, I I wish her a speedy recovery. I, for my part, have no allegiance to Saleh anymore. In fact, if her minions knew where I was at this point and where I was headed, they would see me there and dispatch with me shortly. I come under my own banner, making my own requests. His brow folds a little in. You don't... You don't serve your aunt anymore. This is interesting news. Have you seen my aunt lately, or have you mostly been dealing with Fliska? It's been a few years. She stopped sending you as regular and sent a few others here and then, but no, I have not seen her. I've heard the rumors of her infirmity, but she still always pays good. That she does. I'm afraid the rumors are indeed true. Uh, 
And that is what led to our parting of ways. She accused me of mutiny and uh, myself and Drake were forced to flee into the night and some rather unfortunate things have abounded. Uh, again, it's late at night. I don't wish to bore you with the many details. Uh, I'll make my request made plain and allow you to, to get back to your rest. You seek refuge. I don't have a place for you to stay in refuge here. I don't need quarrels with any of the cardinals. And I would never bring that upon you or your house. I do not seek refuge other than a vessel that can move quickly and keep me and my crew under the cover of speed and darkness and I have such a vessel but it needs repairs as we are moving quickly to complete our mission and so I am hoping that there might be some shipwright under your care that you would put on loan to us hmm How much experience are you looking for? We have gold to pay well, but we have other crew, other needs. And so at the very least, an apprentice who's been working under you for a year. But if you might have a journeyman who's been here a bit longer, who might need some more active experience. That would serve our purposes better. You know, these days the hands come a little more light. They don't always stay or stick around. It is harder to find replacements for workers. What kind of compensation might you be able to provide for me? Provide with you any of my men? It has been a while since I've been in these parts and dealt with your rates, but unless I'm mistaken, a thousand gold for a month's wages should be a very fine compensation. And I'm willing to pay three months in advance for a journeyman you might send with us. I've got a pair of brothers. I'd be glad to sim with you for a thousand gold. But my debt to you is paid after this. There will be no more favors. Of course. Of course. And... I hope that our... working relationship does not end here and that we can indeed flourish into a friendship. I hope that after this business, we shouldn't need, I shouldn't need, perhaps the rest of my crew will continue in their ways, but I shouldn't need much more use of a shipwright, and indeed, I might look to you for employment or simply as a friend. He reaches down into his desk, 
He opens a drawer. Pulls out a box. And then he pulls out a larger box. In the smaller box, he opens it up, and you, you can see inside there's just sticks of chalk. Takes the stick of chalk and he sticks it in a hole inside his on the side of his desk. The the hole around it, there's some runes, and the piece of chalk sits in there for what feels like forever, but in reality is like 60 seconds. Um, and then the light turns green. And he hands you the chalk. This is keyed to my home. You can come visit me anytime. Just draw a circle around yourself. It'll bring you here for an hour and take you right back to wherever the circle is drawn. Thank you. He hands the chalk to you. Thank you. We are friends. Yes. We are friends, John. And I've always respected the way you do... You do business. Do not abuse this. Of course not. Where, perchance, is your mother currently residing? I wonder if my path might cross hers and I could pay her a visit and see if there might be some way in which I could help. I appreciate that, my friend. But you know far better than, than most. I do not reveal that information for the safety of my family. Well then, I, uh... You have entrusted me with this, and John will hold up the chalk, and so I will entrust you with this. I have told Saleh's men that I am headed towards King's Landing, and to meet me there. But in truth, I am headed into the land of the Fae, and during my travels, if I find anything that might benefit your mother, I will be sure to send it your way. I appreciate that, my friend. More than you could know. There is a rare flower. Red leaves, bright orange petals. They say it is found in the Fey Wilds. If you do manage to go to the land of the Fey, and can send that back to me, I would again be in your debt. Benfric, it's not a matter of debt, it's a matter of friendship. And I point over to, or extend a hand over to Lucas and say, this is my chef, he has a keen eye for ingredients and flowers such as this. Between the two of us, I'm sure if something along the lines of what you have described crosses our paths, we will surely find it and bring it back to you. Thank you. It is rumored that they grow wherever the campestries sing. Whatever that means. Well, we will keep that in mind and listen for music. I do not wish to keep you any longer, Benfric. I... Your generosity knows no bounds. Hopefully next time we meet, it will not be for business, but for pleasure. Indeed. He opens a large box. He pulls out two files. One says Francon. One says Pancon. 
Here's the files for the two brothers. Has their address on the inside. And, um, when you meet them, just say, Nuevo Capitan. And they'll follow you. Sounds good. Thank you once again. Just be warned, they did come off of Mittelgar's boat. It uh, seems that they're in a similar predicament as you. The, um, the Cardinal of the East does not seem to be fans of these two dwarves. The captain takes care of his own. They will be safe with us. I'm glad to hear it. John will stand up from the couch and, uh, you know, kind of motion for, for Lucas to do so, and uh, we'll start heading towards the door. He shakes both your hands and um, motions you guys out. is time for another middle bit with Jason. A part of the show where Jason comes out and he belts out a middle bit. Good evening there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends from the north, south, east, west, all over the world. Thank y'all so much for coming back for another amazing episode of A Dicey Experience. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you guys all here, and I'm just very thankful that you guys have taking time out of your earthly day to chillax, hang out with us, and uh, maybe even drink a cup of tea while you're here. I'm not sure how you listen to our podcast, but I do appreciate it. And if you are loving our podcast, I do ask you to do us a small favor. Please head on over to our socials and just let us know. We would love to hear from you. We would love to talk to you. We would love to make your freaking day by responding to you. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you take time to write us and say, yo, your podcast is awesome and lit and legit, we'll be like, yo, you're the one that's really lit and legit and awesome and stuff. We really appreciate y'all for just hanging out with us. And giving us those five stars reviews. If y'all want to use a five-star review, we'd be greatly appreciated. It'd be greatly appreciated. Thank y'all so much again for being here next thing is uh well we'll be heading off to uh getting that there episode set up and ready to go for you if y'all didn't know that we record probably every other week for a while there just um just to get things ready for you guys to last us all the way through december um come december we're hoping to continue to make some amazing episodes for you but just in case we might be experiencing them uh what they call holidays and um enjoying that love there so just so you know and pay us pay us mind there that we may not be giving you as many episodes come around December, but do not worry because January is just around the corner. If you want to reach out to us on them Twitters or Instagrams or anything else, use that hashtag, a wonderful bit of hashtag. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very special hashtag that is a dicey fate. You can reach us at a dicey experience on both those platforms, both Instagram and Twitters. And if you have suggestions for other socials for us to be on, please don't forget to let us know. I do want to thank two of our loyal, consistent listeners that listen on YouTube. Thank you both. 
James and Chris for taking the time out of your day to just write us some wonderful, wonderful comments in the comment section below. And if you're listening on YouTube right now, you're like, dang, I want a cool call out like that. Just write down, write down below what you thought about the episode and what cool things popped out to you. Well, folks, I'm a tireder than a lizard on a mountain climbing buck rack. So, um, once you figure out what that is, uh, go back and listen to finish up this episode. And, um, yeah, thank y'all again for being here. I appreciate you all. And, uh, don't forget that next time I'll be deadly serious next time. Let's jump back into that episode. Once we get down the hall and a little ways out of ways, John will like heave a massive sigh of relief <laughs> and turn to Lucas and say, I don't think that could have gone better. Lucas is like blop sweat. Like just, oh, oh, that's so stressful. Oh, it sounds like we got what we needed. Yes, let's uh, let's get to these addresses here and see if we can't direct them back to the, uh, or just come with us back to the vessel uh, as soon as possible. Yes, definitely. I hope we can help his mother. I hope so too. She's a good woman. They're a fine family. Make your way down the street and you kind of cut a couple different corners. You. You know the address as well. You've stayed at a small hotel here before. And you come to a, a small hut that um, seems to have a kitchen light on. What do you do? I'll knock on the door and wait to see who answers. You hear a small commotion inside. And then it takes a minute or two, but the door does swing open and an automaton is standing in front of you. It does not greet you. It does not say anything. It just stands in front of you. Jean looks over to Lucas. He did say there were dwarves, right? There are two dwarves. Uh, and I wave at it. Hello? It waves back. Uh, we're we're here for Brancon and Brancon. It nods and then closes the door in your face. You hear it wheel off. Most unusual. You've got the file folders in, in your hands still, I assume. Yes. <clears throat> do you open those up or anything, or do you just? Mm, no, I'm, not really. I'm actually going to hand them to Lucas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you mind holding these? Oh, sure. And Maybe I guess I'll just read through them, see see what you can find out about our new companions. Oh, sh sure. No, no problem. I'll stop flipping through them. I'll look um, over his shoulder and pretend to read and just kind of nod along and like point at, at things every now and again. It would appear that um, that they are artificers. 
and um, they've they've done things like built automatons that help out around the city and different things like that as well. It would appear that this was this was was an automaton that was there built to open the door and close the door. It was one of the first ones they describe in the file there that he's that Francon or yeah Francon specifically has built. I go ah that's interesting, right, John? Uh yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Most unusual. I, uh, I guess, yeah. Well, for a pirate. Eventually, a um, the door does open back up. There's a red-bearded dwarf there. Um, looks like he's he's pulling up his pants, trying to get the. Uh, the um, leather belt to buckle. Uh, he looks at you guys and he says, Kianetis! Uh, are they speaking Dwarvish? They are speaking in Dwarvish, yep. Sean looks over to Lucas and kind of raises his eyebrows. I speak Dwarvish. Oh! Wonderful. John's just going to look at them and say, like, shrug his shoulders and do the whole palms up and be like, Nuevo Capitan? You understand this to be um, Dorvish for new captain, um, Mr. Lucas. And what he had mentioned at the door was, who are you? What do you want? Tu eres nuestro nuevo capitán? You are new captain? I switched to Dwarvish. Uh, we we were sent here by Ben Frick. Uh, we have these papers here, and you're to come with us and be on our ship. You, he tries to speak common. You you have broken broken ship. Yes, that we can provide. Take Francon, y hermano. Pancon on ship. Lucas, help. Yes. Hey, que bueno, how good. And he slow closes the door on your face again. And you hear him inside and you can hear two doors kind of yelling back and forth at each other. You hear some commotion of things being packed up. And eventually um, the red bearded one returns and he's got armor all over his body. And he kind of pats his chest and he goes, Pancon! And he points to his brother who's who's a black bearded. Looks exactly the same as him, but he has a black beard. And they're both braided with a very beautiful, neat braid. And he says, Francon! Francon has a small monkey that's holding a cannon in his hands. On his shoulder. Estamos listos. We're ready to go. Saying Dorvish, uh, uh, hi, uh, I am Lucas, and this is John. Yeah, very, very nice to meet you. Juan, Lucas. Yep. And he points to 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 John, Capitan. Nuevo Capitan. <laughs> and they both give you like a, a small little bow. 
and grab their bags and they say in Dorvish, we're ready to go. Where are we going? Lucas, what is happening? Oh, they're coming with us. Uh, oh, okay. They good to go? They were, were just going to grab their things and then we're going back to the ship. Oh, they've got they're, their things. They're like, they're packed up. They're ready. They have their things right here in front of us. And All <laughs> 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 uh, right. Uh, yes, let's go then. Listo. Ready? Nuevo Capitan. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of give you like a, one of those like, yeah, we're aware. <laughs> kind of just start to follow. Yeah, like, John's just going to turn and there? start walking. <laughs> I, I tell them uh, in Dwarvish, we are in uh, somewhat of a hurry. Uh, we had people attack us at the tavern and I think we need to get on the boat and leave as quickly as possible. So if there's anything you need, uh, let's get it on the way. Uh, we're, we're ready to go. We've been, been looking to get back out on the seas since we've been abandoned by the Cardinal of the East. Sorry. Yes, the Cardinal of the East. We pray that uh, Mittelgar won't find us out on the seas. We'll protect you. Oh. Wonderful. Um, he is the captain? Uh, he is the quartermaster. Uh, we actually, the captain is actually on the ship right now. Oh, wonderful. We, we look forward to meeting him. I hear the word Capitan and I look back and say, Yeah, Nuevo Capitan. <laughs> <laughs> is he... Is he alright? And I say in Dwarvish, he's a little strange. But he's a good person. Very good. As they're doing all these fun events, Mr. Bull, what is happening on the ship? Give me a minute, I'm dying over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, at some point... While before Drake has completely sobered up, I'm going to turn to him and say, Hey, look, I got this neat trick I can do. And I'm going to drop my disguise self so I actually look like myself again. He he stares at you for a second and then he jumps back and he he draws his sword. Where where did my friend Bull go? It's me. I'm Bull. It's just a cool trick I can do, and I'm going to like. Whoa. I'm just going to like wave my hands up and down my body, and as I do, the form just like changes back and forth. Oh, you do magic! That's so cool. Yeah, I do magic. Can I touch your shell? Um, gently. He reaches out and boops you on the nose. Instead of touching your shell. Whoa, it's it's really soft. That's that, that's my nose, dude. Oh. You we, said rum. Yeah, we really need to sober you up. Uh um here, let me let me have somebody take you to the kitchens where you can just kind of sit for a little bit. Um 
Fredrikin. Fredrikin. Yes? Yeah? Hey. Wh what is this? The kobolds and goblins don't get along. They they tried to rob us so many times. Whoa, little dude, you can talk? I just saw you standing in the corner. I, I, am, I am on high command here, and you should respect me. And, whoa. Hey, Freddy. Did you know he could talk? Yeah, he can talk. He, um... Whoa. Freddy, can you show our new friend Drake to the kitchens? He, um... He really needs to sober up. I, I really don't think it's good to have a kobold on board. It's, uh, but... Kobold, kobold, a goblin! I, I, I'm just so flustered! What goblin? He points to um, Drake. Thought... He's a goblinoid. Bugbear. Yeah, it'll be they're, fine. They're... It'll be fine, dude. It'll it'll be fine. They're only good for their butter. Ooh, apparently you haven't had Lucas's snail butter. It's way better. Oh, when is Master? Lu I mean, Lucas coming back? They they went to find a couple more crewmates, and they'll be back in a little bit. But until then, could you please just show Drake to the, oh, man. the kitchen? Okay. Come on. Yo. Yeah, man. I'll follow you. Is there steak? There's got to be steak. And rum. I bet there's rum in the kitchen. And he starts walking that way up. Then I'm going to turn to the, the sisters. Like... Could y'all help me get the, the ship ready? We, um, we're probably going to need to set so quickly. They nod. Lily stretches like she's kind of tired, and she starts to walk the opposite direction from the other two to go, like, lay down or something. And... Sarah, can you just grab Lily and make her actually do some work? Lily turns and she just kind of waves the flame sword, kind of like, I've been protecting the ship. <laughs> and you did a good job. But we need we need to get ready to go. She sighs and drags the flame sword behind her and starts following the other three sisters. Thank you. And your hair looks pretty. Her face creaks into a smile. She blushes a little bit. Drops the flaming sword and runs off to help her sisters. I think I did that right this time. I think. I kind of mumbled to myself as I... <laughs> <laughs> I uh, start to climb up into the crow's nest so I can maybe keep an eye out to watch for... Uh, Jean and Lucas coming back. What do you... Ooh, anything special you want to do while you're up there? Um, if Fang is still up there, I'll just spend some time, like, holding and petting on him, trying to just create a little bit more of a bond. Roll a uh, animal handling check. Ooh, not good. Six. Six. Okay. Yeah. It's he seems still a little aggravated that you messed up his nest, but he's begrudgingly letting you pet him. 
That's a good sign, right? Yeah, it's a good sign, I think. You guys eventually leave the town and start making your way into Linguina. The doors are a little slower than you guys. Their walking speed is not as, you know, they don't have as big of a stride as, as a rabbit and a human do. Anything special you guys want to do as you return to the boat? No, I am going to call uh, Nameless to me as we are going and uh, just tell him to head back to the ship and let Bull know that we are headed back. Now, when Nameless appears, does he look any different than before? I know you've leveled up some, and I know that that might come with changes for your Drake. Yeah, uh, no, he still looks the same. Icy blue, still doing thunder damage, all that. Uh, I don't think Jean has realized that he can change uh, Nameless's appearance or anything like that. Um, has he I have any any bigger? No. I think no. Okay. No. Um, I have the ability to change. To change all that, uh, John just hasn't put two and two together. Haven't had enough time together. Okay. Uh, oh, hi, Master. It's it's good to see you. J just John? Hey, um, Nameless. Uh, I, I, did I do a good job protecting the ship? Did I? Great job. Did I get a name? Uh, yes. I've thought uh, about it, and I think we're very, very close. What I actually need you oh? to do is go back to Bowl. And let oh. him know that we are headed back and are safe and everything is good. Okay. Oh, okay. Who, who's that behind you? Uh, that's Lucas. You know Lucas. Uh, yes, and 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 the the man with the monkey. Uh, that is. Uh. Uh, Franco, I think he said his name is. Oh. And John looks back and points at him and says, Franco? Franco. Franco, Franco. Pardon. And John gives him uh, two thumbs up and says, Nuevo Capitan. <laughs> they both give each other a look like, okay, this is going to be a long boat ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and the, the one with the red beard? Uh, that one is Panko. Pancon. Pancon, Pancon. Francon and Pancon. Si. Yes. Ah, yeah, si. And when he says si, he does like the little ocean wave with his hands. Si. <laughs> uh huh. Um. Boat? Boat? Ship? Ship broken? Yes. Hmm. They're, they're a little strange. Yeah, a, a little bit. Uh, I know Bull is probably, you know, just worried out of his mind. So, if you don't mind, head on back. Let him know we're okay. Okay. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Good job, Nameless. Yo, he'll dart off. Um, 
in about an hour or so, um, you do see um, Nameless kind of skirting across the water to make sure he gets to the side. He kind of uses ice powers to make a little ice bridge up to the boat. Um, but he does come up and uh, stands there looking looking up and uh, and barking at you. True. What are you trying to tell me? What's what's going on? His his little tail wags. Okay, so good. Yes. He barks once. Is one bark yes, or is two barks yes? Um. <laughs> do you know what charades is? He huffs and he walks over to one of the torches and kind of like nibbles a, a piece off to where he can get like a little bit of the charcoal on the side. Um. And he poorly, very poorly draws a stick figure of a um of a rabbit and a man with a with a cook hat. Um, and then he draws like a plus sign. And um, another, another smiley face next to it, with like a like a little thumbs up. On the on the the floor of the ship. Well, that's that's not charades. That's Pictionary. But good job. So. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen a Drake roll their eyes before, but this one definitely does. <laughs> so, uh, so they're still good. Okay, are they on their way? back Arf! I'm gonna take that as a yes his tail wags uh how far oh <laughs> that yeah okay uh, can you s stomp your feet <laughs> <laughs> He raises an eyebrow. <laughs> and stops his foot once. Thump. I'm going to kind of look out to the horizon. Do I see them by chance? Are they close enough that I can see? Uh, roll perception check. 18. Yeah, um... If you're if you're using the captain's old telescope, um, or per periscope, smaller one, sure, it's not I, periscope. I, I took that up the to the crow's nest with me oh. at some point. Imagine you you would have as you were playing with all the things in the captain's room. Yeah, you can definitely see them. It looks like they may they're, they're at least outside the town. They're they're getting ready to get onto the beach. Okay. Um, there's four people walking, so there's two dwarves behind them. Do the dwarves look like they are like chasing them, or are they just like keeping pace? Looks like they're just keeping pace, or attempting to keep pace. Okay. It looks like they're like Jean and Lucas get into their pace, and then they have to stop and like, oh yeah, they're following us, so they have to slow down and let them kind of catch up, and then I'm going to yell down, Sarah, Sally, get the get the rowboat ready to go back out. And I'm going to climb down the crow's nest and run over to help 
put it over the edge. Come. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Lily gets in it and holds the flame sword. And the other two begin to lower it. Lily, you protect the boat, even though we'll only be gone for a couple minutes, probably. She points at the small one. No, the small boat. Yeah. No, you protect the big boat until we get back. And <sighs> she sighs and climbs out of the small boat. Crew uh, lowers himself down into the boat and starts rowing across to get them. Okay. By the time you get over there and you kind of get things in a point where you know it's not going to move and stuff, um, they begin to round the corner. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm over here. Ah, Bull, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. Everything's gone well so far, on your end. So far, um, Frederican is babysitting Drake. Has he sobered up at all? Not in the least. Okay. Well, this just might be interesting. So, um, who's that with you? Ah, uh, this is Francon and Pancon, and uh, Jean definitely mixes them up. <laughs> They they shake their heads and they they adjust now Francon Pancon Is he the Yota? Yo no sé. They I they don't speak much common. They're uh kinda dumb and can only speak dwarvish. Um can any of us speak dwarvish? Because if not this may be uh, Lucas is fluent. Uh, Lucas, you definitely just heard them say, is he an idiot? Regular linguists know. right there. Uh, I, I had to learn it on my travels to learn about the Dwarvish cuisine. Um, and the only way to to learn how to cook it is to speak their language. So, But uh, they're, they're actually who are really, really good people. And I've, I've been conversing with them on their entire way, uh, just beside uh, Jean. Um, so I don't think they're stupid. They just don't care to learn common. Do, um, do they seem trustworthy? I mean, that's going to be our biggest thing. Well, we're paying them. So a lot of money. <laughs> I guess that buys some trust. Also, they only speak Dwarvish, so, I mean, who are they going to talk to? I mean, I don't... Frederican could speak Dwarvish. I don't know. I've never asked. So, anyways, let, we, we need to get this going, don't we? Y'all climb in. Level Capitan. New, new, new captain? Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is our captain, crew. <laughs> Good, Kudu? We know that his name's Kuru now. I can't remember. No, not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> this is Bull, our captain. H Jose? His name is Jose? Uh, 
Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Bowl. That's the one. Bowl. You got it. Yep. Me, our captain. Capitan Bowl. Yes. It's a pleasure to meet you. They go to shake your hand. And I shake theirs. Uh, y'all fix boat? It significa y'all. I don't know what y'all means. Uh, boat broken. Take Rancon, Rancon to fix. Uh, yes, fix boat. And I, yes. I step back into the, the rowboat and pat a seat so they can come and hopefully understand to sit down. Yeah, they, they throw their, their belongings on the uh, thing. The monkey climbs to the front of the, the little rowboat and kind of sits there, kind of going back and forth, kind of like it's it's ready to shoot anything that might try to attack the uh, the little rowboat. And um, they sit patiently waiting for everyone else to get in. Is that a... What does that monkey have? It, it looks like a small cannon to me. I have never seen a monkey with a cannon before. I can't say I have either. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it, but it looks freaking awesome. So, serious question. Could we train this monkey to fire bigger cannons? Because if so, then we got a gunner. I imagine if it can handle this small cannon, it has to be able to handle a larger cannon. I like this. And Drew's going to push off of the shore and start just trying to paddle back towards the big, the main ship. Awesome. Paddle back in. The, um, I was say the sun, but no, it's not the sun, it's the moon. So hide in the sky, the red is beginning to fade and the next is beginning to rise. We will... Watch our crew make their way back to their ship and close out for the evening. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you had a blast like we did. And next time, Stolen will be deadly serious next time. Mm, yeah. We'll see. Oh no, Team Crew is blasting off again. <laughs> Bye, we'll see you all later. <laughs> oh my gosh.